0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of the DCS Events Podcast. I'm Helen Budge, and today I am joined by Rob Arthur, who is a founding partner of DCS Events, of course, and we are doing this in association with the big picture and sponsored by Cine Place. Welcome, Rob. Thank you, Helen. <laughs> what a grand introduction, That's wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I can't promise that every time, mind. If I just hand over to you, Rob straight away, give us a bit of your background and give us a bit of a nutshell of, of Rob Arthur.
1: I've worked in the cinema industry for the last twenty eight years the years are racking up there and really enjoyed what I do working in the UK working internationally working on conferences events uh, and working with a broad range of clients whether it be local authorities developers cinema operators uh, and trying to provide the learning development the support and I guess the the impacts that they require going forward, uh, whatever that may be, and whichever country that may be in.
0: Could you just give us a bit of an overview of how DCS Events formed, because that was last year, 2018? That's right, yeah,
1: we formed this in 2018. I'd started to travel to Kazakhstan to work on some cinema development opportunities with the European Bank of Reconstruction Development. While I was there... There was a real need for a broader level of learning, development and support for those markets. They can't necessarily afford to go out and find expertise, consultancy or big fee paying projects. So the best way to deal with that and bring in more people, more support is to develop a conference. So we've done that in association with the big picture, but I had to involve conference experts. There hadn't been something done in that area before. so. Julie Harris, who's really well known within the UK for the UKCA events, formerly with the ECA, and Dan Harris, who's a distribution expert, we formed a new company to work this through. So it gives it specialist professional expertise and knowledge and allows us to build a programme.
0: And obviously your first event was the ECM Emerging Cinema Markets 2018, and so that was last November.
1: That's right, yeah. So that was the first time we spent a whole year or so developing that event through. Julie and Dan hadn't been in East before. I think most of the delegates hadn't been there either so this was making sure that everyone's comfortable with the location, the place. Uh, it did take a full year to develop and engage because I guess the first piece is why would you do it there? Why is there need for another conference or so? So hopefully we, we provided some answers this year.
0: And when you formed DCS Events was that Immediately you kind of knew that ECM18 was what you would be doing or was it that you set up DCS events and then there became a clear need for the ECM 2018?
1: It was definitely the need to develop an event and and provide a company that could deliver that event. So it was event first and then the the company was formed afterwards. I travelled to Istanbul several times with business partners in the big picture. And it became obvious that it would be such a great venue or location if people became comfortable with it as a place.
0: I mean, you touched on there. Why was it hosted in Istanbul is potentially something people are asking or might be asking. In hindsight, was it a good location for you?
1: It's a fabulous location. Those that attended the conference all talked about the venue, the hosting, the hotel, the food, the service, the way they were treated, even to and from the airports. Guests of the hotel were treated like VIPs uh, throughout and the delegates were, uh, they made every effort to make it worthwhile. And I think it's a piece that people have spoken to in the Middle East like going into Istanbul because it's got all that character. It doesn't have any religious overtones. Mm-hmm. In that sense, like, that's so important for the region that we're not playing with politics, we're not playing with religion. The African nations like going into Istanbul as well. Culturally, it's got so much history and so much expectation that that works. I think the key piece is it's got the strongest local film production market anywhere. So over 50% of films... Are screened, that are screened, are locally produced. So that's really inspirational for other delegates and o- operators coming in.
0: And also possibly slightly unexpected. It's a-
1: unexpected to those who don't know. And I think that Turkey is generally overlooked as a nation because yeah. it's it's not necessarily in Europe. It's not necessarily in Asia, but they've got a really strong language culture, a really strong production market, and. They've Got no really high profile movie stars in the market and an indigenous production cycle. I think that's fabulous for people to learn from.
0: And so, looking back to the 2018 conference, can you give us for those who couldn't attend, you know, what was covered? Perhaps your top three highlights
1: issues covered. I mean, day one shopping centre of Istanbul, which was jaw dropping for those who attended. There's a full bus load of people there. The shopping centres are fantastic, but ah, just amazing. The cinemas within them were really sensational and a highlight for me there is that the entire CGV team turned out that's from the Korean CEO, everyone turned out to play host to the, the guests and delegates and showed off the toys that they have. Patrick from Cellular Junkie was the host of it, so we thank him very much. But it was a, a great introduction for everyone. And I think anyone who hadn't been in Istanbul before got a really good reflection of what the culture, the character, the style of the place is like. In general, I think that the there's a lot of speaking, a lot of speaking on day one. Uh, we did overrun considerably, uh, but we got back on schedule in time. And I think it's because people hadn't had the chance in most of those, in that forum, in those markets to ever speak before. So when they did have the chance to speak, they had years and years of pent up energy, but the information, the knowledge, the expertise that they showed, the passion that they have, the keenness to learn and the keenness to actually sit there and listen to other speakers and presenters was really admirable. And they started to network and they've not networked ever before. So this all came together. The second day, we focused more on individual nations, so Turkey, Saudi Arabia, Kazakhstan, and others. And that was really fascinating. But uh, the biggest highlight that day was Africa. Africa just opened up a whole new world. And we had people who'd never, again, never spoken before, telling things that we need to engage with, that we need to be more supportive of them. Even down to simple things like, please just give us a cinema with air conditioning. But we let that session overrun because there was so much enthusiasm and passion in the in the forum you could sense it
0: But I think even on a technical level it's a first conference it's got such great scope
1: Yeah I, I think that was that's a challenge that most conferences focus on one territory or one zone we're trying to mesh the Middle East Central Asia the Balkans some of Eastern Europe and in all of Africa I mean over 50 nations 1.5 billion people multiple languages all different expectations different parts of learning so that was a learning curve we've definitely we definitely know that we can improve on future years but we're also delighted with the feedback that we've had uh, from this because there's not been a great deal of negativity it's all about when people are saying you could do this next year you could help here you could do this that's really positive
0: yeah absolutely and people wanting to improve on it and to further focus it and give their ideas and give their feedback and that's all
1: definitely to get I mean, so much positive feedback, but we also know the expectations been raised, and we're also being asked to find some solutions. And that's a, an area we have to work on this year, is how do we balance between providing solutions directly, which may be the big picture, or providing a conference that provides the openings and opportunities to people to meet and greet others within the market?
0: So actually... Further to what we were just discussing, were there any barriers that were difficult to overcome in the setting up of the conference and carrying out of it?
1: There were several barriers that we encountered during the road. Uh, When We didn't expect there to be massive currency devaluation in the time leading up to the conference. Uh, Spats between the US and Turkey which caused that impact on property, but we'd already set the ticket pricing for the event. And then the Turkish operators found it a real struggle. They were actually, they were 40% or so adrift from where their starting price was. So we had to seek ministerial government support in Turkey to do that. Thankfully, that came through and enabled more people to attend from that region who otherwise couldn't afford to be there. Saudi Arabia... And the issues with Turkey at that time did cause problems. So we had a Saudi Arabian session set up, but we couldn't engage with Saudi Arabians to attend the conference in Turkey. But at the end of the day, we had a Turkish minister in the room at the time that the Saudi Arabian session took place. And it's the first time that a Saudi national has ever taken part in a, con- a cinema conference event on stage. Again, Patrick hosted the event. So, so we overcome the obstacles that were placed in front of us just by being honest and continuing to drive through what we want to do and listening to those that we're involved with.
0: And it sounds like you were very efficient at turning it into a positive.
1: Yeah, we, we had to. I mean, we, we couldn't even put the, the Saudi national's name up on screen until he was on stage. Wow. That happened, I guess the guests or delegates would see this name going up. But it was great that he was great. Majid was fabulous to take part in the event. It was great that a minister from the Turkish government attended to see that. And be there during the day. And I think the other obstacle is it's an event in Turkey. We had to keep on emphasizing it's not an event solely for the Turkish people, it's an event for yeah. the broader international market. And that, I think, is easier to articulate year two, but it was certainly an obstacle in year one.
0: Previously, you touched on the territories that were focused on. So Turkey, the Middle East, Central Asia, Africa. Have you seen any of those particular territories? It was only in November, so maybe this is a slightly unfair question, but any developments, even very small things, any indication as to how they're going to move forwards? It's
1: early stages, but there's definitely interest and scope to grow cinemas. And since the conference, I've been in Australia, Kazakhstan, Taiwan, China, Macau, and in France, and they're all interested in development, so parts of this are how can the supply chains provide cost-effective materials or product uh, to, to these territories, Another piece is that we will be commissioning a piece of research into Africa, because one of the stumbling blocks we found is this lack of information and lack of knowledge in each of the markets, so the only way to get investment there is to make sure people have a more transparent view of the world. People shared at the conference the research and reports that they had uh, and that was fabulous so that's going to be inputted into the reports. We've learned more about say, the Portuguese nations from Blush being part of the conference to I, I guess it's the the English-speaking nations that are in Africa but I've also been engaged with CNC in Paris because they're interested in North Africa and Central Africa to develop French production and culture. So that's all happened since the conference. And I've been back in Dubai. There's a very much an interest in how they can develop cinemas beyond the, the current zone and better engage with the conference going forward. So I see a whole load of positives there that are sort of been stimulated by a conference. But yes, each of those territories or areas or companies will take her on themselves to deliver.
0: Yeah, of course. I feel like that is definitely tangible progress, which is exciting. Looking backwards... At ECM 18, forwards to ECM 19, were there any particular areas that, while it was happening, while you were present at the conference, you thought that's an area that we're going to need to focus on and refine. That's an area we're going to need to pay more attention to. And then, you know, taking it forwards, how will you do that for the ECM 19?
1: Yeah, a piece that we found in those uh, in that area is that people don't plan too far ahead they're almost like they jump in at the very last minute. That can be, that's torturous for conference organisers, <laughs> thinking, say. and saying, are people coming up? We're gonna make sure that there's greater efforts to get more people from Africa uh, there. I, I had to write personal uh, personal letters to individual companies, individual people. Everyone needed a personal invitation to go. That's really challenging. So we're gonna work on better ways to engage more with the individual markets, I think. Language barriers are a challenge. So we've got multiple languages. And I'm of the mind that we need to make sure that the messages get over irrespective of the language. And it's an unfair barrier if everyone has to speak in English, but they don't necessarily get the correct messages over. So that's a key piece going forward. I think beyond that, it's the Africa. Africa. focal yeah. point next year has to be Africa. It's 1.5 billion people. They have limited with one screen per one million per head population it's crazy and that's compared to Europe with well one screen for every 16,000 people it's just that there has to be a gap uh, a bridging the gap there those people want to have cinema it will it will increase prosperity employment jobs all of those things culture and that that's a need that should take place but it'll help create local stories and I think it'll make the the industry more dynamic. So that's why we're we're commissioning the piece of research, because we need to piece the jigsaw together. And I think a conference is only relevant as a conference if you're able to piece that together and make sure the learning and development, I guess the core focuses we had year one, are brought forward.
0: Just because Africa is so vast, are there any particular areas that you're looking at?
1: I learned a lot from the presentations that we had on Africa at the conference. Again... Patrick hosted the his chairs. This be, one we his, be he, his, his. His name comes up a lot. He's <laughs> he's, he's he a great host, and he pulled out a lot of information. Lucy from ComScore provided information. Mm-hmm. Lewis from Lusamondo in Portugal, and I think a the piece they said we've been working in Africa in our countries for fifteen years. We're getting a hundred percent occupancy in cinemas every weekend. Not small cinemas, major cinemas in those markets. So there's an insatiable appetite for it. It's making sure that people engage with the right people in the right way. The influencers, which happen to be women, it's not men, in those markets. Making sure the stories are correct and making sure they have air conditioning. So good quality venues. So the French markets will probably have some similar attributes, but they'll also have different language expectations. Uh, North Africa, part French, and Arabic, again, different expectations. So... We're going to piece the African report together. It's country by country. Uh, some people look at Africa as a nation, It's a continent. How do we piece it together in that way? And part of it is retail, part of it is film, part of it is you know, economic data and information, and part of it is knowing who to connect up to locally. So that's an engagement piece we want to work through with ministries of culture In those markets, when the time is right.
0: So let's move forward to. I mean, we've already we have touched on it, but we're still focusing on Istanbul for a location.
1: Yeah, Istanbul needs to be underpinned. Istanbul is a great location. It's a great venue. The staff in the hotel were wonderful to us. And I think it's become it will become a very comfortable venue for people to go into. There'll be a new airport in Istanbul the coming years, so the. Delivery will be better. And I think because it's got that cross-pollination of culture, the really strong local film market, that's essential. So we, but we want better and, and more engagement with the Turkish producers and content facilitators in the forthcoming year. So
0: just to jump back, why was it chosen in the first place? Because as you've touched on, it's got this amazing cross-pollination of different cultures, and you know it's very colourful. and.
1: I attended a conference in Istanbul late 2017, and really liked the experience. I liked the city, the vibrancy, the energy, the enthusiasm. Oh, that's pushed the politics to the side. Yeah, yeah. It's a really great city with great people. It's got great hotels great cinemas. The more I dug into it, the more I thought this is actually a really good benchmark for others because they're achieving all that without the high prices that you would find in London or Dubai on ticket prices. So how, how do they do that? And that actually makes it more relevant to emerging markets where it might be a $3 ticket price. It might be a $1 concession spend, but how else do they achieve all of that? How do they achieve these like, really opulent, classy cinemas at a low cost? So makes sense. And I think beyond that, it's also accessible for all those markets. They, they will see it as a reference point. So
0: for ECM 2019, it's going to be November, date yet to be confirmed. So we yes. can follow you guys on social media and check out the website, which I will go through all those details at the end of the podcast. But can you give us a kind of even a rough outline to what people can expect to this year's conference?
1: Definitely focus on the markets, it'll broaden out, as I said previously, Africa will be a key part. I've been in Kazakhstan speaking to operators there, we'd like to broaden it out into the mix of operators. And What I say to operators when I speak to them is, don't think about it being competitive when you're going to this conference. You're representing your nation or you're representing your territory, so do do things in a sort of global sense. So those pieces are important. We won't have a specific piece on Saudi Arabia. We're going to focus more on the Middle East as a broader zone or area. And it's important that Saudi Arabia becomes part of that state of nations. Uh, So we're working on that already. More on the supply chain. So what we did definitely found is the focused sessions on territories work really well the broad overview of the, the world worked really well from the studios. So we do want more studio participation and involvement. And I think that comes with years of experience that maybe first year, that's a challenge. <laughs> year two, year three or yeah, so, yeah. it works. And I think to broaden the minds of those that are investing. So as an example, we know that the Chinese want to be more involved. They're building infrastructure in Africa, elsewhere. They're rerouting the Silk Way now they want to see what can underpin their investments in those localities. So it's so fascinating. And I think from the trade shows I'll attend over the next two or three months, we'll have a really clear understanding. But in my mind, definitely focus on individual territories, definitely a focus on Africa and making sure that people have got those learning development experiences.
0: And what's your personal Thing that you're most looking forward to. I keep
1: on saying that Africa. <laughs> yeah, it's the it, it's not Africa as a whole. It's the I've been really pleased that some of those who were involved as speakers in the conference have introduced me to people that they know, and I'm amazed at the people that I'm now speaking to, and it's people who haven't really engaged with other trade show conferences or events but in a national way but they're now reaching out and saying, actually, we can help here, or we could do this. And I'm really amazed at the things that they're suggesting. I think we can have a multinational, multi-support area to work it through. And I think the other piece that I uncovered, I'm going to use Brexit, I didn't think Brexit would come into it, but during the last year, we worked closely with the UK International Department of Trade on pieces of work. They were great at the conference, but they introduced me to people at different meetings and events and one of those was at Mansion House in the City of London and we were about two weeks away from the conference and the Lord Mayor of London announced that there'd been more ministerial delegations to Turkey than any other country from the UK and vice versa and the logic behind that is that post-Brexit, Istanbul will be set up as an international financial centre for the emerging markets with the support of the City of London. We've actually landed on our feet without actually realizing it, but that's really pleased some of the operators and developers who attended the conference because they now know that they can go there and they can seek support from the UK and it's still got a really um, important part to play in this. But they can also get support from the French, the Portuguese or others who are able to develop and support those countries. So. Yeah, sort of fascinating.
0: I'm guessing the answer to this may be not yet, but do you have speakers or trade bodies lined up to work with or is it approaching, you know, similar people to last year?
1: We'll be looking to seek the support of those that supported us last year as the first part. And there's uh, some of some were was like pioneers or so. I think that was great. They they were. They supported an event where they didn't really know what to expect first year. So the feedback's been great on that. We need to raise the bar and raise the expectations on everyone, but definitely want those involved last year to be involved. And we want more involved, more people, more trade bodies or so that are interested in those markets.
0: Well, lovely, that's all we have time for today. And this was the first episode of the DCS Events podcast in association with the big picture and sponsored by CinePlace. Check out DCS events on LinkedIn, check out social media, have a look to see the updates that we've got going on there. The handle for that is at events DCS and check out also the hashtag ECM Istanbul. So ECM Istanbul, I nearly spelled it out then. And of course the website DCS.events, so that's dcs dot events and we will be regularly kind of updating the the progress that you guys yes we
1: will and when we're at trade shows or events or other places we'll be keeping that up to date
0: excellent so thank you for joining me rob thank you uh, we will see you for the next episode